Hey folks, Brian here with a quick note before the show. When we recorded this episode, Trial of the Amazons number one was due to come out on March 1st. However, DC has pushed that back a week to March 8th. So I cut out the part in the episode where we talked about Trial of the Amazons, but we kind of reference it throughout the episode a little bit. Um, so just so you know, we don't spoil anything about next week's issue. You might get sort of a color of how we felt about the issue. Uh, and I'm sorry about that, but there was almost no way to extricate all of that chatter out of other segments. So my apologies for that, but you'll get our review of Trial of the Amazon next week. And so uh, enjoy the rest of the show. It's still an hour long somehow. So bye. Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3 cast. My name is Brian, with me as always are Zach and Vince, and we are here to talk about the comics coming out on March 1st, 2022, starting with the final issue of Arkham City Order of the World, that is number six, written by Dan Waters, illustrated by Danny. This started out, believe it or not, as a Fear State tie-in, theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some have said. Some have said that, yeah, so it's it's impossible to know if that's true or not. but it certainly ended up not being that, or at least not um, not really that, rather. So I'm curious, uh, if first of all, if you boys had kept up with this during the months, we had not covered it. We had not covered it since issue three came out in December. And then I'm interested in what you think of the ending. So, Vinci, let's start with you. Um, yeah, I have kept up with it. Um, I think it's really good. I think the ending i i don't want to say it didn't stick the landing because that's not the right that makes it sound like negative i don't think there's anything wrong with it it's just that the ending doesn't blow you away at all or even attempt to you know there's no like um there's no twists no turns really not really any shocking revelations or anything like that and that's that does not a great story make necessarily but all i'm saying is like this was just a really solid, really well-made, really well-conceived story with great art, a total pleasure to read, but just does not do that that one last thing to, to blow your mind by the end of it. I, I want to come back to something you said for a second there, which is just that you said it doesn't blow your mind, but you also said like it also wasn't really trying to. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I think that that's the really key point for me in all of this is that I felt like the album, the album, sorry. We just, we, we just spent like a half hour talking about music. The <laughs> issue um, was very much just trying to tell, I guess we, we can expand it to the whole miniseries. It's trying to tell a story that maybe is not what we thought it was going to be or was or maybe is a, is a little bit smaller or less connected to the overall Bat story as we thought it would be. But I think the ending feels true to the miniseries. Like I, I did not feel like it was a it was an ineffective ending or an unaffected ending rather. I just think it was a a it was a smaller ending than I expected. Maybe. 
Zach, what'd you think of this? Oh, I thought it was very good. Um, I had not been keeping up with the series, but I did catch up on it um, for the final issue. And I was just continually impressed by this book and what it did and what it was. And, and I do agree with Vince that the, there was no like big twist or anything like that, that you might expect with this kind of story, but it really didn't need one. And, and it did kind of have a twist or, or a, a, you know, a little bit of a like prestige at the end, but it was just very small in scope. Mm -hmm. But I think nonetheless, like still very impressive and, and enjoyable. And I just like, cannot for the life of me wrap my head around DC's branding <laughs> initiatives at, the, at like this current time, because like this is a black label book. <laughs> um, and, yes. 100%. <laughs> but instead they tried to make it an incontinuity DCU book. Um, I, I don't understand. Somehow I, one of that's, the, that said though, Zach, yeah. wouldn't it be more interesting if there were more books like this in continuity? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and, and you know you like do in continuity with with like quotations because who knows if any of this will ever get referenced again but i mean that's kind of the case with any miniseries too ten-eyed man be. will be that that yeah. ten-eyed man is coming back somewhere well i i i hope i would love to see this lead into like an Azrael series yes because this yeah. is the most interesting Azrael story that i think i've maybe ever read mm-hmm even out of a hundred issues of the original series. Well, I've not I've not read the entire one hundred issues. Maybe that's the next Patreon initiative. I was gonna say come, the, coming, coming soon to Patreon. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, th this this is very good. And I think that this is like is, I, I'm I'm gonna kind of circle back to what Zach said here in that this that very much does feel like a black label book, but one of my issues with black label as a concept is that I think there shouldn't be black label should not be the shorthand for interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I feel like yeah. there's no, don't reason. worry. It's not. Oh, oh. but it kind of, it kind of is <laughs> sometimes. Not to me. It's, it's shorthand I, for either interesting I know the or Batman story. <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> okay. True. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> true. Yes. Um. So, so I feel like, you know, it's a, it's ultimately a good thing for this to be in the DC universe and not be this like siloed, maybe it's in maybe it's out of continuity story. Mm -hmm. That said, if no one picks up this ball and runs with it, or they don't give Dan Waters, and I really hope Dan Waters and Danny a chance to continue this story, that's on them, and and, and they should be ashamed of themselves for that because this is just so interesting and so good and really feels unlike anything we've gotten out of dc in a very long time and specifically out of an incontinuity bat book like i, I it's sort of mind-blowing that this is that that's what this book is but it is um i, I want to point specifically and i know this is somebody who gets plenty of credit and we don't need to like spend a ton of time on it because this person has an award named after them at dc but dave stewart's colors in this are just amazingly in sync with Danny's pencil work. 
and the book just looks it just comes alive it's 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 visually the best thing dc has done in a very very long time mm-hmm. and god i hope we get a lot more of these two working together or at least i hope we get a lot more danny working in the dcu um yeah i can't i can't yeah. say enough good things about the art no it's it's great and and just the way that some of these villains are are drawn dr phosphorus in this um ten-eyed man we we've talked about at length um yeah just great designs um all the asriel stuff just whips ass just by how it looks um such great like dramatic dramatic moments for that character you know yes um i guess the the one thing i just want to correct or amend from what i said was i think like a twist is the the wrong word i what i'm talking about more is like this this book as good as it was and i i loved it 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 didn't leave me with something to think about or chew on at the end like i thought it would I guess that's what I mean. I don't mean like a twist. I mean, like it didn't leave me wanting to think about the story or needing to think about the story after I read it, the way that I kind of those, actually those first couple issues made me think about them after I put them down, you know? Mm -hmm. And as a whole, I don't think the series did that, which is fine. Again, like that's, I'm, I'm just saying it's, 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 it was missing that one extra gear that would make it like, an ultimate classic for me. Sure. And I wonder if, I wonder if this, if this is picked up by somebody else or continued by this team in the future, if this will feel like the first act of something. Sure. And and then won't, we won't have that same, maybe slight letdown at the end of it. I don't, yeah, I don't even want to call it. That was the wrong word. Uh, Yeah. But you know what I mean? It won't, it did maybe it didn't feel quite as epic as you had hoped it would, or quite as impactful as you hoped it would. Yeah, it kind of nor just nor it was like it normalized for me at the end. I <laughs> just kind of like like those first few maybe and maybe that's just the effect of like I didn't know what to expect in the first couple issues. Right and by right. the end, you do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way to put yeah, it. I think, yeah. and I also think like there are a few moments like kind of in the middle of the series, like where you are questioning everything like through the lens of Dr. Joy and like the stuff with um, Dr. Phosphorus and Nocturna in the apartment and just how like horribly unsettling that all is. And mm-hmm. not that this, like this, this last section was very unsettling too, I think in, in certain ways, but not, not quite as much. Um but that said, it it was still very very good. I I liked it a lot. Yeah. I absolutely adored Doctor Phosphorus defending his actions by pointing out the absurdity of capitalism. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a fantastic moment in there. And Doctor Phosphorus, I think this is easily the best Doctor Phosphorus story I've ever read. I mean, it's the best story I've read with a lot of these characters. I think, yeah, uh, really, yeah, I agree with that. Um. Ten-Eyed Man, we haven't seen in a couple of years, right? I mean, well, I, I he's maybe Morrison. come up. Yeah, Morrison used him. I kind of think that maybe... I really... I don't know. 
actually. I, but it, but, I would but be it's been since, my house if I if we if I. I feel like I haven't seen them since Morrison stuff. I would be really surprised if there wasn't some version of Ten-Eyed Man that showed up either in the New Fifty Two or in Rebirth somewhere obscure. Right. But let, let me look. Let me look this up while you guys talk, just so that we're not talking out of our ass. But what I was going to say is that that's a character that I feel like has the immense potential to get overplayed very quickly. But because it's been a minute, I just I, I really enjoy what that character does. Well, this is also like such a like out there bonkers version of the Ten-Eyed Man. Like the one even that we got with Morrison was a lot more kind of like my understanding is like a more historical version or, or more like true to the character's history. Whereas this one was just like way out there and in, in the best way, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Let's see. It appears Ten-Eyed Man was part of Batman Eternal, which I do not remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that looks like the only thing in the new 52. Okay, interesting. That he would have been in. Yeah, it looks like he was in like four or five issues of it. Okay. Weird, wild stuff. Yes. Wacky. <laughs> the, the wacky ten-eyed man, Paul. No, not Paul. I'm, not, Paul. I'm, com- I'm combining <laughs> my late night jokes here. Uh, Andy Richter, what do you think of the ten-eyed man? <laughs> I, can, I, I, I don't know that Richter is. Um, you can't really do an Andy Richter impression. I don't think. No, you can't. He's he's too beautiful. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's Swedish German. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, all right, well, let's let's move on from uh, our late night comedy bits that are alienating Zach and move over to Batman 121. I, I know who Andy Richter is. I know. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> Batman 121, written by Joshua Williamson. He knows because of Arrested Development. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Because he's one of the, qu- the quintuplets, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get through these fucking credits if it kills me. Batman 121, written by Joshua Williamson, illustrated by Jorge Molina and Michael Janine. Um. Zach, why don't you start us off with this one? <laughs> I didn't like this. I thought no. it was the worst issue of the arc. Why? It was a bad story, or it wasn't a very good story. I don't think it. It just it. It was overly convenient. I think in a lot of ways um, there's a lot of kind of like magical hand wavy storytelling going on. Um, Like for instance, there's a part where Bruce grabs some kind of piece of equipment from Lex's armor that does something that lets him fight abyss. It's never quite made clear what happens there. There's uh, it turns out that the Batman Inc. A- agents are like triple agents, but Bruce didn't know that. He just guessed it. <laughs> uh, and the whole like Lex's motives never really quite make sense. Abyss's motives are paper thin. Abyss is a bad character. There's really no stakes here. It's a pretty, I think, underwhelming use of Batman Inc. as a concept. Bruce is boring in this. 
I, I, I think it's, I just think it's a very underwhelming in, in almost every way. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I was just prompting you to, to get to this stuff because I feel like you're, yeah, you know, you described a lot of my issues with it. Vince, do you more or less agree with Zach? Yeah, I fully agree. And I've kind of thought that the whole, the whole way, you know, um, but then this issue is probably the most egregious yet, actually, because how many times in this issue did Bruce say some variation of uh, I'm going to pull us into the light or we, I was, I've been too lost in the dark. How many light and dark uh, puns are in this issue? There's gotta be like half a dozen. Right. And it's, it's just that, that, kind of writing is just way too simplistic and it's it doesn't have the impact that i think williamson's going for you know yeah um it's supposed to be like bruce speaking metaphorically about the about himself as well as the predicament he's in right but it's so it's such like played out surface level thing to talk for bruce to talk about light and dark and how I've been in the dark too long. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to say. I love your um, Batman voice, by the way. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I, uh, yeah, I, I did not like this. There were a couple aspects of it that I did like, but it's really like superficial DC three nip type things. Um, one would be the, the hint that this detective Keha may or may not join the bat family someday. yes I, I i enjoyed that i i think specifically like he's saying she should be the batman of that city right right like right. like the, the you know bringing her into batman inc and just i i am just i'm i'm hot for any new batman inc members so yeah i love any time we can add a new bat family member who will be underutilized or, yeah, who, you know. who we'll see once every five years and laments that we're only seeing them once every five years yeah. Ju- julia pennyworth <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, um but or... you, I agree with you. I, I do want to comment though. I think it's very funny how you have that um that epilogue with her that is like the the <laughs> like most milk toast thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you mean what the were, nothing? What were you what were you really up to? What were you that? really up to, Lex? <laughs> it was one panel. Hey, yeah. Speaking of that, I remember we had like a we had a, a bit of a tiff on this show about I said something like um, I think after uh, Tinyan left Batman, I think it was Brian was like we're we're never gonna see these characters again or whatever or or we're not gonna see them for a while talking about like Ghostmaker and and here they are there's a yet another now in the last issue of, of or the or was it the bridge issue? Was there like an annual or something where like Williamson? I think it like... was in the first issue of this run. Okay, they were okay. mentioned or something. There was I... one panel of them like getting on a helicopter or something, and I yes, I yeah. said I said that is proof he would not put that in here unless there were immediate plans for these characters. And then here they are again in one panel of like the most milk toast. Like, hey, remember these guys? You'll see so... them again real soon. <laughs> So I had mentioned this in Lad's chat the other day, but the solicits for May just came out uh-huh. and there's a Batman annual that basically says, um, you know, what? I'm just going to talk for a second. I'm just going to pull up the solicits. Sure. Yeah, because Ghostmaker gets like a costume change or something like that as well. 
So we oh, know does he? Is that in the solicits? I think so. I think, or there was art or something that showed it. Does it look um, cool? Is it a 10 out of 10? Yeah. Yep. Costumes are great. Yep. Um, but I just like, I don't know that I care about that character. I just, I just, I'm, I'm hoping for the little win. Cause uh, you know, Brian was fighting me on that one. <laughs> I don't, I, I want to say it wasn't that character we were talking about, but that's okay. fine. Um, so no, I, we definitely were talking about, I think I was maybe I, we'd have to check the tapes. I can't remember who said what our wonderful fans, especially our Patreon uh, listeners will back me up on this. I'm sure. <laughs> so we'll see. As, let me just read. Let me just read the solicit for you. First of all, you know it's a quality Batman annual when nobody involved with the actual book is doing anything except for Michael Janine doing the cover. Uh-huh. But it's written by Ed Brisson and illustrated by John Timms. We like Timms a lot, and Brisson's fine. But um, I said fine. <laughs> the solicit reads: Following the events of the Abyss story arc, Batman is now tasked Ghostmaker to finance and lead Batman Inc. First oh. order of the business for new management: clean up the huge mess, Gotham, uh, the huge meth loot mess. Jesus, huge meth talk. lab. That, yeah. uh, <laughs> huge mess. Brian's Luthor. Been... Go ahead, get your joke out. Using yes, I have been. Uh, I did just come off three nights of Ween, so uh, you know I'm just using. Dude, something. what you do in your personal life is your business. <laughs> uh, so. Clean up a huge mess after God, I can't read the sentence. First order of business for new management, clean up a huge mess Luthor created in Chechnya. But this is this new okay. group ready to face fearsome new threat, the Gray Wolf? And prepare yourself, prepare yourselves, guys, for the evolution of Clown Hunter. Oh my Whoa. god. <laughs> the evolution of the arm. <laughs> two clown, two hunter. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like Ghostmaker's costume looks more out of a video game now. Mm. So you guys are probably like so better. More. Yeah, he has a sword that appears to be glowing. Ooh, this is going to be Halo Infinite DLC. It it, it looks pretty Halo-ish. <laughs> There's a guy who's never played Halo, but he's going to be in Fortnite. He's gonna, he's going to be he's going to be TikTok dancing in Fortnite <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the fate of all of us, essentially? <laughs> that yeah, if, if, yeah. If we're on the internet long enough, we are TikTok dancing in Fortnite. It is true. They are going through properties so swiftly that eventually they will get to the DC3. Yeah. Path. I just put it in our in our uh, Zoom chat so you guys could look at it if you wanted to. New costume. I'll look at that. Let's see. No, I won't. Never mind. Why won't it let me? You have a real hard time with this chat. I'm sorry. I, just, I don't know. I should have known better. With a girl oh, like yeah. you, yeah, that is that's a that's a Halo that's a future Halo DLC. Oop, minus the sword, they don't. Well, they have the energy sword, but it's not like a katana. Any, it's 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 Cortana. It's Cortana. Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, the best thing in this entire book was uh, Batman power bombing a yokai in the backup. <laughs> and the Carl Kershaw written and illustrated maps Gotham Academy backup. Correct. I just hope that's not the last we see of, of maps for a while. Now that ending, that last page of the map stuff was Molto Bene. The stuff about like, so you're so you're not gonna want to be a Robin, right? <laughs> and then like, she gives that smirk or whatever. 
There was a there was a real uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade moment in there where Batman is trying to get her attention and he does it by calling her Robin, just mm, like when yeah. Henry Jones Senior calls his son Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. I I have to reference that movie once every few months. <laughs> uh, Zach, any thoughts on the backup? Uh, I mean, it was very good. The art was good. It um, was paced very well for how short it was and how much happened in it. Um, I thought, and uh, I yeah, I I genuinely enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad to hear we all enjoyed that. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we have three uh, books that I think are going to have a lot to say about them. So I'm giving everyone a break to catch your breath now before we get into these. So stay tuned. Hello, we're the hosts of the Multiversity Manga Club podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Zach. And I'm Walter. Each month, we pick a manga to read and discuss among ourselves. Past books include Monster, A Silent Voice, and Pokemon Adventures. We also look back on the past month's installments of Weekly Shonen Jump, discussing the highs and lows from the Viz Anthology. We've even discussed notable manga adaptations like Netflix's Death Note. At the end of each episode, we announce next month's book club pick so you can read along with us. We're always open to suggestions for future books as well. So join us on the first Friday of every month on multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. And we are back with Justice League Incarnate number five, written by Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver, illustrated by Andre Brisson and Jesus Marino. Vince, you have been the most down on this book by a long shot. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how you feel about this not quite an ending of this miniseries? Um, I mean, I, don't I just, know. I don't want to interrupt you, Vince. Yeah, no, no, no. And I Go don't want to step on your balls too much, <laughs> but they finally did the thing that you've been clamoring for the whole time. Um, enlighten me. They they went and found Barry Allen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I do appreciate that. Um, and I get that there's some. I get that there's some like greater meta narrative going on that isn't limited to just this mini series. And for me to perhaps perhaps demand stuff out of this series that it wasn't intent on doing is perhaps unfair. But it, it, no less doesn't change how I feel while I'm reading it, if that makes any sense. And the thing that this has just been missing so much of is the actual emotional core or like the, a balance between the stakes that are, that were not yet reachable versus the thing that was right in front of them, which was dark side, you know, like for, for the, I guess a lack of focus on what the actual um, what the actual threat was at any given time is, is what I felt while reading this. And I think, yeah, this scene where they finally find Barry and we pick up the sort of Williamson crisis threads, that stuff is really satisfying to me. Um, I wanted to see more pariahs spread throughout this series i wanted to see more of the berry stuff spread 
throughout this series. And I, I really do think it would have made a difference uh, how I felt about those earlier issues. If kind of the, the goals or the threats or like looking into that stuff was a little bit sp- spread throughout it a little more. Um, I didn't hate this issue. I think, I think this is one of the better issues of the series, but I think the series lost me so much along the way that until they get to the Barry part in this, I I still found myself not caring as much. Um, It doesn't hurt that the art in that Barry part is just top-notch stuff too, in the way that it's trying to. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very clean and bright and colorful. It's trying to evoke an era while not looking as rudimentary as that era could, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's that part is really great. And I'm excited for what comes next so much as I'm excited for dark crisis and the justice league 75 and all this stuff. That's, that's going to spin out of this. But I think ultimately this series still let me down. And the first half of this issue kind of was emblematic of that too. The stuff with the empty hand and the crack in the multiverse. Um, I, I can't remember who it was. Someone online. I think it was Ritesh maybe of comics, Twitter, had said that Williamson's take on the Morrison stuff in this book is so ham-fisted. Like the the empty hand is literally this like cackling villain who just plays a cackling villain role. There's no subtext to it. Um, And I feel like, I feel like a lot of that subtext from the Morrison stuff is kind of missing and we're just going glossing over the surface of it. Um, You really don't get, subtext or emotional core or anything until until we see barry again so uh, my complaints about that stuff still stand anyway i've talked too much so um zach tell me why i'm a dumbass no you're not you're not wrong and i don't disagree with most of what you said i think like i have been higher on this series just in general because it is giving me what i expect which is advancing the like PC overarching narrative in a way that I would expect them to. And and there have been some like moments in this book that I have enjoyed pretty quite a bit, like the, the bit where, you know, they go to earth prime and hang out with uh, dark side, the editor that, and then like the history of the multiverse that, that stuff have, 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 has been like, bright spots in this book and in a book that I don't think is any better or worse actually no that I take that back I do think it's better than infinite frontier um because I just I I think I may be the one who came away the most sour from infinite frontier um so I think this is better but it's all still pretty I don't want to call it mid because that I don't think it's fair just to call it mid I mean, this is pretty mid. I mean, it is, but I still I like it better than I like Infinite Frontier and this together better than I liked Metal and Death Metal. I oh, I, I don't dis- I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I think it's also a little bit too early to say. Yeah, because, because so much of the and, and this is this is maybe me just being a, a pea brain, but I feel like it's very hard for me to discuss big crisis level things until they're done. Yeah, because you just don't know. 
you just don't know how it's going to how all this it, so much of it is so much of it is, is the prestige at the end of it right and so without that it is hard for me to really make a judgment call i will say this death metal had nothing as funny as a barry allen in costume using a push lawnmower so therefore <laughs> this wins um also also captain carrot does cartoon like his eyes bug out of his head. He, his eyes yeah, text tech, Avery. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a great scene. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, I, I think that the Barry stuff here is obviously the best stuff. I always wonder too with these things, like how much of this just gets delayed and pushed down the road. And you know, was there more that was supposed to be done in this miniseries that now has to wait until something else? So, I I I, I definitely agree that it that this is a less than perfect miniseries but but i also think that sometimes we how can i say this we get frustrated maybe i'll just speak for myself here i get frustrated when i see what is coming five issues or ten issues down the pike and we have to watch dc slowly put the pieces on the chessboard to allow that move to happen because we read comics all the time and we have a pretty, and we read, soli- I, I'll, I read solicits. And I, I have to write about them and all of that, you know? So there is just, there is this, there's this constant push and pull between what's expected as comic readers, what what's expected as, as comics. I'm not going to call us professionals because we're not, but comics commentators who, who think about this stuff and do a lot with this stuff. And also, people who just kind of know what's coming because of solicits and news breaking and all that sort of stuff. I say all that because I think if you, if you removed yourself from that world and you didn't know there was dark crisis coming, you didn't know all this, this might all read very differently. It may read worse. You may feel like nothing is happening. I don't know what's coming from this. So I'm just going to stop reading this. That is very much a possibility. Or you could be intrigued enough by it to keep going. I feel like we're stuck in this, middle ground where we kind of know what's coming and we're impatient to get there. And I think that that colors my reading of these comics a lot. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Yeah, I, I do kind of, I, I kind of agree. I think, yeah, this book was, this book was, fairly decompressed but it also did a lot of things kind of like it did move the plot along in some interesting ways like i didn't i mean i maybe i don't want to sound like a rue but i i didn't necessarily expect things to go down with dark side the way they did um and the like plot advancements with Orion becoming like the new leader of Apocalypse are, are kind of interesting. The stuff with Barry and Pariah, I think, is very interesting. Um, I think the JLI themselves are probably the most underutilized aspect of this book, which is kind of <laughs> crazy to think about. It's true, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of expectation for us to care about the JLI because we're told they're the JLI and we should care about them. But in terms of we, we don't really get many moments with a lot of these characters. 
Well, the, the thing is, too, is they, for the most part, aren't even like characters on, on their own rights. They're, they're parodies and pastiches of other characters. And we're supposed to use our, our attachment and knowledge of those characters to create a sense of understanding and attachment to these characters, which is not a good way to, like, I don't know, a, a cast of, like, complete made up of like multiversal characters, some of which have been fleshed out more than others, but for the most part, haven't really been fleshed out is, is maybe not the best idea unless you're really going to dig into them. And I did think it was funny how in the last issue of this book, we get a page that basically like tells you who all the justice league <laughs> yes. card members are. Yes. Yeah. And, and even the characters that we technically know, like for instance, we know who this Mary Marvel character is, right? She is the classic Mary Marvel from 70 years ago. Sure. But how many people reading this have actually read those comics? Right. Right. And then, and like, I mean, female Aquaman is just female Aquaman, right. you know, like Aquaman. And then uh, Dino Cop is just Savage Dragon. And it, it's all built on that. I mean, like Dr. Multiverse is both a, a Carol Danvers knockoff and a character we met five issues ago and, and know nothing about, you know, right. the only ones that we have real connections to are president Superman. And, and in my case, uh, captain carrot, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it's, it's funny. I'm going to say this. I, I said, as I never thought I'd say it in my mouth, but like losing flashpoint, Batman also loses a character that we have some connection with. Sure. Yeah. Even though I don't love that character, we obviously have a we have a long history with that character. Longish history of the character. I mean, 10, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that I, I felt the Barry stuff basically confirms what Vince had, has been saying, which I, I don't think either of us really pushed back on. But Vince had said, I mean, maybe he's never said it on the show, but Vince had said, either in Lad's chat or elsewhere that the death of the justice league is going to be just all of the, 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 the core justice league characters being sent to their own earth, the way that Barry has his own like paradise paradise here, you no know, crossovers. Yeah. No crossovers. Exactly. Just this world just, can't support crossovers. Yeah. But just, you know, so, and, and then I was thinking about what, um, I was thinking about what those worlds would look like. Like obviously in Barry's world, his mom is still alive. I think in Bruce's world, um, you know, his parents never get killed. On Clark's world, is he well, still on Krypton? What? Huh? I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily going to be their like perfect Earths. I don't know, maybe. I, t- I don't I don't think that either, because I think I, I think Bruce will still be Batman, but I think it'll be more of like a classic. Yeah, because it like the Barry's mom thing. When did when did that actually start? I That was a like Jeff Johns invention, right? I don't believe so. Um, um, I think it might be slightly before that. I could be wrong. I'm looking it up. You guys talk. Well, the the my, the point I'm making is I feel like th- these are going to be returns to 
segregated pre-crisis Earths. So it's not necessarily giving every hero their perfect version of Earth, but it's giving them a pre-crisis status quo in some way with little tweaks here and there because you do see Wallace in this. It's um, it's like it's like taking the universe out of the DCU. It's like if the Justice League had never happened. Yeah, you know, like or like the the characters. There was never a shared universe. Is my like idea of what they're doing yeah see i i I think that unless you have it to be and again like we've seen this so many times like um in uh in dc comics and just other comics in in the past where unless you're giving the heroes something that is too good for them to fight against it's like in their nature to um to, to get back to sort of whatever normalcy is you know what i'm saying like yeah this has to be like i really think that this has to be a uh it's a a, black mercy situation almost a black mercy yeah Yeah. i i don't think it's necessarily maybe that uh extreme but it has to be pretty pretty much like that yeah see uh, that would be too boring to me because Oh, because Bruce. we've seen that so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, I don't know. What, what if your parents were still alive? Oh, wow. What a yeah. What a unique thought, you know? I, I don't disagree. By the way, you are right. It is a Jeff Johns thing with Barry's mother. I thought that happened um, a little that that was like a retcon thing that was done while Barry was dead. But apparently uh, it's not. Yeah. So, my apologies. You're right, Fincy. <clears throat> As usual. Please. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, <clears throat> I think the inclusion of uh, Pariah is very good and cool, and I support it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I love Pariah, and I love that. You know, we haven't seen Pariah a ton over the years. But I love that that whenever we do see him, they don't feel the need to like update him or make him cool or hot looking. <laughs> like he's he's well, it's the new fifty two thing, right? Everybody had to be hot in the new fifty two, right? Right. They never. Are felt you the saying need to do- the pariah is not nice with it? Uh, <laughs> he kind of is with the. He's kind of a silver fox. I, I'll give him that. But you know what I'm saying? Like he always looks the same, and it's kind of like. In some way, it's kind of like uh, uh, chicken soup for the soul or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> seeing seeing this same looking pariah always showing up. Yeah, on, I the, agree. Rare, on the rare occasions he does. So he, he's kind of got a stupid design if you think about like like he's just a man with he's an old man with white hair wearing like a weird green tunic, <laughs> right? I um, hope to dress that way when I'm an old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Zach, I interrupted you. Well, I'm just thinking they're bringing Pariah back for oh, for Dark Crisis. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to get any other big crisis callbacks? I think it's going to be all big crisis callbacks. <clears throat> I mean, I like, do you think point. we'll see? Do you think we'll see Alexander Luther or? 
you know, Earth to Superman or uh, uh, Superboy Prime. So there is a a riff in Jeff Johns's JSA. I think it's JSA, not just Society of America. I could be wrong. It's one of the one of the JSA books he wrote, where it's 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 right around the time. Actually, it may not even be Johns. I'm saying that. I'm sorry. I'm going off attention here. It's right around the time of Infinite Crisis, where um, Power Girl goes back to Earth too, and she's so happy. She reunites with with all these characters, and it turns out that. Because she died, it's it's not the Earth when the multiverse was restarted. It wasn't a return to the old multiverse. It was a new version of the old multiverse, and so like Superman and Lois were back there, even though they died in Infinite Crisis. Yeah, that that was in John's Just Society post Infinite Crisis. Yeah, um, pre so pre the Thy Kingdom Come stuff. Right. So my question is. Like is because now we've seen in, in this issue, there's multiverse one and multiverse two. So like there are probably multiple versions of all those characters, not just like multiple Supermans, multiple Earth two Supermans. Yeah, the there. the original OG, like. Real Earth two Superman is probably out there. And he's probably banging on the like the globe at the you know banging banging on the edges of reality like we saw in the kingdom meaning that uh dark crisis will have to have his true son jonathan kent to aka hyperman (laughs) (laughs) yes yes please yes and that's and that's going to that's going to link to what Mark Wade is doing, even though we found out that that's not Magog. Yeah. Yeah. Magog. We're going to find out that it's dark multiverse Magog. It's the <laughs> Magog who laughs. Oh, no. No. That is the most, that is the single most cursed statement you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've said some cursed stuff. Mm, that's pretty bad. Um, uh, I will say that, that, that Superboy Prime. That card has been played too recently. I, I I don't doubt he'll show up in some form or fashion. <laughs> they just closed him out. He'd like they did just play that card and closed yeah. him out in in death metal. And oh, but he showed up in uh, Shazam though, or was that before that? I don't even remember. That was before. That was I think that was before. Yeah, it or was. like or like concurrently, kind of leading yeah. in leading into yeah. Or wait, didn't <laughs> wait a minute. Didn't didn't Scott Snyder have to make a point on Twitter or something to say that my Superboy Prime is the real one and the one in Shazam is not or something like that? Do you remember? Did that? he? I don't know because like it was all oh, John doing some- it. Mm, yeah, there was something though. There was something. Some fan was like, uh, <laughs> when Superboy Prime hit the two different ribs when he was right, playing exactly, like a xylophone. Yes. Yeah, and and Scott Snyder had to say, "Well, I, well, whatever's happening with mine is the real. That's canon." <laughs> and I don't know what Johns is doing. <laughs> I don't know. I could be slightly. Well, missing. no one ever knows what Johns is doing. No, no one ever. The right hand doesn't know what the. Okay, if if Johns is the. Oh boy, Where's who, who is Johns? The right hand of Great Darkness, or the left hand, and and who is the other hand? 
I mean, James Robinson's one and, and Jeff Jones is the other. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, what I was going to say is um, the the Superboy Prime hand has been played too recently, but I'm, I've been saying this for years and I want it to happen so badly. I want the Lex Luthor of Earth 3 back. The guy in the crazy suit, <laughs> the like. Oh, like his dad, like the yeah, dad. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Now I, I don't that th- too. I don't think that will happen because the, the son, Alexander Luther, is the he's really the crisis character, right? He's the one you call back to. But I want them to call back to the dad that you see in only like three pages of the original series. I want him back. So but that costume is badass. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what I want. <laughs> Feels like shit. Just want him back. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Anything else to say about this comic? Should we move on? Um, I'm, I'm good. I am. I am excited about Dark Crisis now. I, I'm. I'm finally there. Um, I'm excited for this Justice League issue. I'm. I'm excited for the whole rigmarole. I'm excited for a crisis. Let's. Let's get going. This is the only thing keeping me going. As yeah. far as DC Comics are concerned, agreed. Uh, uh, it's got right. cri- it's got crisis in the title. It's 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 good. It's, it's the prince <laughs> who was promised. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost I'm almost tempted to bring back our crisis management just because I'm so excited. Oh my! Oh boy. All right. Well, then let's talk about our final book of the week, which is the uh, War for Earth three number one. Written by Robbie Thompson and Dennis Hopeless, illustrated by Steve Steve Pugh, Dexter Soy, and Brent Peoples. My like primary thought about this issue is exactly what Zach said, which is that this is not there is not as interesting of a story behind this as there is for Child of the Amazons, but this is such a straightforward way into that story that I came across it enjoying this more than I thought I would. But I also want to say this is supposed to be a Teen Titans and Flash crossover as well, and we get zero of those characters here. <laughs> so maybe um, it's not as straightforward as we thought it was. Yeah. Zach, go off, King. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought you were going to say more. Um, <clears throat> I kind of want to go back and read Suicide Squad now. <laughs> no. Yeah, I kind of do. Um, this is nutty. This is, this is Zach's. Uh, it's, this <clears throat> is his, some people say good morning. Some people say I'm going to go back and read that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check it out. I mean, like, so on one hand, if I never have to see, like, Ambush Bug. No, I love Mark. Ambush Bug, actually. You would, you sick. I'm I'm a huge ambush bug mark, actually, and he's he's used very well here. The part where he's like, they're like, How did you know that? And he was like, It was in Suicide Squad number twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yes, absolutely more of that. This is the best ambush bug in years. Um perhaps the only good. I I, I I'm gonna I'll get lambasted for this, but I really liked Ambush Bug and Keith Giffen's Doom Patrol pre-flashpoint. Uh, I am fine with that. If you said I liked Ambush Bug in Channel Fifty Two, I was oh, gonna I drive love, to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith <laughs> um, Giffen is just so odious to me. I just cannot. I know, I know. That's why I know he's bad. 
but I really, I, I really liked that series. And it's, it's, it's the same thing. Keith Giffen's uh, Doom Patrol is up there with uh, uh, Omega Men in books that I will never go back and read because in my, <laughs> in my mind, they're good. Um, right. right. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, like, we have gotten these Earth 3 story beats so many times in like the last 10 or 15 years. I, I again like I think this is a bigger problem with DC's multiverse characters that maybe they need to address at some point if they're going to keep using them over and over again is that they have a single status quo that they never move from you know yeah mm-hmm. they have no growth at all ever um President Superman is always well, President Superman now wait a minute this time Superwoman is fucking Owlman instead they always do that. Oh, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's always <laughs> like a thing. But this time they're actually dating for real. Or I don't know. Whatever. No, I think that's, no. I feel like that's all. There's always a love triangle between these. Yeah, she is. Right, she is totally right. little Bill's wife from uh, <laughs> from Boogie Nights. And <laughs> President and Ultraman walks in. And is like, what are you doing? Yeah. He says, get out of here, Ultraman. <laughs> I think the. I think the only difference here, and maybe I'm mistaken about this, is I think usually superwoman is lois lane no i don't think no so. no are you sure at least not for a little while at, at least for um wasn't she in john stuff oh i no i don't think so hold on really? i'm gonna do some i'm gonna do some research i don't i i think i think in the past she has been i do not think it, yeah. it has been in the recent i past, just though. lois lane earth three dc fandom wiki I think specifically in the John stuff. The John, well, that's perverse. John should be arrested. <laughs> but I, I don't know that she's ever been Donna Troy before, though. I want to say in that um, Infinite Frontier crime syndicate book that we already forgot existed. I want to say in that she is Donna Troy, at least. Well, yeah, uh, but that's this. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It is Lois and the Morrison stuff too. Okay. Okay. I thought, yeah, I so. thought so. My yeah. my my mind is blown. I okay. I thought it was always Donna Troy. No, I I, I think it's been Donna Troy in the recent past, but that's not always the way it is. What sense does that make? Which part? The Donna Troy part or the Lois part? Changing it, yeah. Oh. I mean, probably zero, but yeah, that's oh man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but still, like, it's just, it's just kind of, we we never move out of this status quo. And we've had how many times if we had the crime syndicate in recent yeah. memory? I, I think like so we had the the Morrison one, and then after that there was the Kurt Busick one in his Justice League, and then the Robinson one, and then the Johns one, and then. maybe some like smaller ones here and there. Like I know they were in death metal to a degree, but then there's like this one. So that's they, like six. They were in a bunch of anthology. There was like a couple anthologies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I forget who was writing them. I guess there was, yeah, there was the one. So, uh, okay. I forgot. I already forgot that we had the crime syndicate miniseries that kicked off. I just talked about it a minute ago. I know. I've, I thought I was glossing over and thinking about, 
you, you said in Infinite Frontier, and so I was thinking like in the one shot they showed up or something. No, no, there was that miniseries that was like yeah, a yeah. launch book for the. Yeah, for the you're right. Um, but still, I, my my point is that they are boring um, because they yes. they never change and they're the same thing all the time. Um, yeah, it should it should feel like stuff is going on with them when we don't see them. You know. Yeah, and we get that sometimes where like different character like like the Green Lantern will be bad Kyle Rayner now because that they always tend to try to reflect the status quo of the DCU, but yeah. it never really feels like there's a story going on. No, no. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's disappointing. And then, you know, kind of the big, like, the big like oh my god moment of this issue is that Waller's new team is the is made up of like half of the um, crime syndicate, which like is the most predictable thing you could have done. Yeah. With. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, she I, got an even more twisted team than she had before. I mean, I will say that the idea I, I sort of liked the way that she approached Ultraman here about being like essentially be a god not a king that was a pretty clever turn of phrase and you know a slightly different approach than i would have thought this book was taking it's it's not gonna change the world but i thought it was somewhat interesting i guess i'm alone in that thought that's cool no i don't i don't disagree yeah it was fine I, i i don't here's here is to me the difference between this and trial of the amazons it's like i feel like trial of the amazons is something that is going to hopefully lead to new stories down the road. Whereas I think, I mean, this Suicide Squad book is ending in in May. So like this is going to happen and then nothing's from this is ever going to matter ever again. Oh, Suicide Squad is ending in May. Yes. I didn't know that. That's funny. Or May or June. It, it might've been announced in May that like next month season finale, but it's, it's, it's in May or June that book's ending. Yes. Uh, interesting. So they can relaunch it with even more Peacemaker somehow, even though Peacemaker is already basically the star of the book. Man, that's just we're going to ha- get to start speculating on like what the post Dark Crisis DCU looks like soon. And that that's the best. That's the best kind of DC to me. It is. It is the best. I, I just I I'm, this isn't going to happen, but I want new number ones across the board. Oh, well, let's let's do the new new 52. Let's just do it. (laughs) We have been new 52 pilled by our uh, Patreon project. Um, Uh, What I will say is I think that you're going to see. So by the time that Dark Crisis wraps up, we may be getting. When is that actually starting? Do you know how many issues that is? It's seven, I think. Seven or is it eight? I think it's well, it's seven main issues, but I seven, think they said yeah. they said something about how there's like a preamble issue and there there's like a zero I, issue for yeah free yeah. comic book day yeah and so I think somebody else somebody was hinting about tie-ins yeah they they might also do one of the things that, that that metal did have like a skip month in the <clears> middle <throat> where there's a bunch of tie-in stuff that happens in the skip month. My point is this: it's going to turn out that it's essentially going to wrap up two years after future state and so i wonder if we're gonna get another like intermezzo event and then in march relaunch again and honestly 
if DC Comics is a two-year cycle between relaunches, I think that's a very good model for them. Sure. I think that means that if, if you have a shitty Wonder Woman status quo, it won't last more than two years. The problem with that is if you have a great Teen Titans Academy status quo, that won't last more than two years either. So, yeah. but I think ultimately that's a good thing for DC. And, and I think, you know, circling back to Batman now, I think when DC relaunched all of this stuff, they fully expected tied into beyond for that entire time. Mm. And so I think that I, I'm not excusing a boring Batman title, but I could definitely see, um, I could definitely see something about, you know, they're they're somewhat spinning the wheels because they thought they had a plan in place here. Yeah, I think you're probably right. All right. Well, um, that was a whole lot of not talking about this book. But what else? What do you want to say about it? I just I this the my thing is I love the way that this was presented in that it's exactly what Zach said. We're like they just throw you in. And so much happens and you don't, they don't care if you've read the stuff that comes before, really. It it doesn't feel like that at all. Um, But content wise, this couldn't be less interesting to me. Uh, I guess you cannot get me to care about the suicide squad at all. No matter who you put on the team, it's, it all turns into the same turd sludge to me. Have you read the Ostrander stuff, the original stuff? No, I get no, I gotta do that. I, I would say that that stuff is both really good and uh-huh. also probably will just make you hate the modern stuff even more because it shows what could be. Yeah, I I do wonder though if I'm if I read it and I will someday. Do you, oh do, wow! Do you think Who I'm gonna said be- that? Oh man, I'd like to read that. <laughs> Let's make fun of him. The difference is the Vince actually reads stuff. Uh, does he? When's the last time Vince has read anything? I mean, I was, I was posting uh, 1950s Supergirl stuff on Twitter earlier today. So, wait, you're on Twitter? Um, shit, this isn't the Patreon episode, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just bleep it. No, no I'm not no, gonna do that. No, no. Uh, on farm, you post it on farmers only. You mean that's our bit? Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, um, <laughs> no, uh. uh no, I just think that when I do get around to reading that stuff, I wonder if because it's been iterated on so many times, if I'll be like, ah, this is that's Rick Flag. You know, it's, you know it's, I mean? it's been a while since I've read it, but I will say that it's probably different enough from what you think the Suicide Squad is that you won't feel that way. Okay. We'll see. Like, the Suicide Squad to me now has become like there's three beats to every Suicide Squad story. There's the let's put together a team of people who don't really want to be here. Let's mm-hmm. threaten to blow them up with brain bombs. And then Some, actually somebody happens. gets diarrhea. Yeah. But yeah, 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 of course. Yes. And then uh, and then nothing. I, there isn't like major status quo changes to the team. No. And I'll say that the original Ostrander run had a lot more interesting things happen. OK, I yeah. I'll read that sometime. Yeah. But anyway, before we read that, Vincey, what are we reading next week? What comes out next week? Oh, shit. I don't know because they didn't put the books in the drive yet. Um, I can't believe you would say I don't read anything when I read all of One Piece. <laughs> he did read all of One Piece. You got you to give him that. I will and all that. of Naruto. 
you do. I, I'm pretty sure you read all of. I'm pretty sure you've read all of Naruto before I even met you. No, I read it in 2017. Okay, I didn't know. That. I thought you read it earlier than that. You no. read Naruto before I met you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I got him. Uh, okay. Bat Batgirls number three. Uh, Batman Urban Legends number twelve. Black Man. Wait a minute. Didn't we finish Black Manta? We did. Yeah. Okay, so this is wrong. Is that a reprint? No, 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 no. Hang on. Are you on League of Comic Book Geeks? Because you should be. <sighs> no, I just Googled the first thing that came up. Hang All on. All right, I got it. I got it. Tech 1056, Joker 13, which I think is the penultimate issue. It is. Uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El. It's the second half of the Nightwing crossover. Yeah, baby. Uh, Batman Urban Legends, Batgirls. Uh, I am Batman, number seven. Future State Gotham, 11. Titans United, number seven. Uh, Justice League, Legion of Superheroes, number two. Newbie in the Amazons, number six. Um, Superman versus Lobo, number three. Icon and Rocket, number six. Naomi season two, number one. What? No, no. <laughs> what? That's not real, right? Wait, say again. Naomi season two. Oh, yeah. Number one. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Oh, man. What? Okay. Blowing my mind. Uh, I think that's it. Well, uh, Betty Page, the alien agenda, number one. No, that, that, that is a dynamite book. We don't talk Dr- about that. Draculina? <laughs> No, Draculina. Uh, we love Draculina. We love Draculina, folks. Much better than Vampirella. <laughs> anyway, Vampirella, Vampirella went woke, and then you go woke, <laughs> you go broke. Uh, well, uh, supposedly two thirds of us are on Twitter. I am there at Brian Ins and App. Um, I'm I'm at Wilker Fox, but I uh, I only log into Twitter once a week now. So once a week. It, it, how do you do that when you post your Wordle score all the time? I haven't posted my Wordle score on Twitter in probably two weeks. I posted a Nerdle score today. Have you guys heard about Nerdle? I have heard. Is that, about is Nerdle, that like yes. tech? Is that tech words or something? It's, like it's math. It's like math equations. Uh, yeah, fuck that noise. I've it's been I've, cool. I've tried Loodle, but I don't know enough of those words. So. Have you guys done Quirtle? That's the one I'm doing now. Is that the no. four? It's four, four quadrants. Yeah, you have nine. You have nine. Chances oh, I've to get tried that. Words. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's too much. It's too hard. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. I'm uh, that I care about the shit, but I do. Anyway, yeah. if you need to find Vince, you can find him. Uh, of course, always on Farmers Only, never anyplace else, no mm-hmm. matter what he says. No, I'm on Twitter, and it's at. B-R-I-L. It's me. It's me, folks. <laughs> yes, Vince's drill. All right, folks. Take care. Bye. I did the Zach thing where I said I'm going to read all the Venditti stuff and I read like one issue. <laughs>